think I will start it and I will finish it in the PDM meeting, Prophetic Voice Ministers Conference that we're having um, in July. Before we go ahead, let me remind you of my friend Martin Luther King, who said, nothing in this world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. The other time I was talking about good governance and uh, structure, and I spoke to you about the conduct of services, how services should be conducted so that it is brief, effective, and we can deliver. Now, in this list, I have put that into, you know, real detail for which I'll give you. Call to worship, five minutes. Normally in CFT Church, when we start our service, this is how it goes. Service starts at seven, or service starts at nine, or service starts at eight. The first five minutes of the service, we do call to worship, where we sing, you know, we, we read the book of Psalm, and then we sing, praise the King of Glory. The intention of that is to usher in the angels that will work with us in, in our service. And then immediately after that, we're going to praise and worship. Your praise and worship on normal Sunday service should not be more than 15-20 minutes. For praise and worship to go too long is boring sometimes. It will go beyond 15 minutes if the power of God began to move and there is manifestation. But when that happens, it means that your, your preaching time will be reduced because you still want to meet up with your time to deliver. So praise and worship is about 15 minutes so that by 20 minutes past, the minister is ready to go and minister the word of God. Now when you go on as a minister to take over from praise and worship team, if you are not a musical person, always let them bring it to an end. Don't take over and sing another song. Because we kill the spirit. Your duty there is not to sing, it's to preach the word of God. The duty of the choir is to create an atmosphere that is conducive, that can provoke the unction of God upon you. And for any minister to go to the pulpit and begin to sing, you yourself must have been a chorister. So that you have what you call sense of tonality, and you can sing in line with the instruments. You also need to teach your choir that whenever they see a minister come to the pulpit, the line they are singing, they must just, that will be the end. They don't have to repeat again. If they are singing a song, they got to just two lines of that body. When they finish that, that will be the end because a minister is on the pulpit. They do not waste the time of a minister by going back to sing again and sing again as if, you know, they are ignorant of the fact. Really with me, if any lead singer does it, I take him out straight away. Because our lead singers must not be told they must be spiritual. They must be able to sense the spirit. So in a situation whereby I say anything like that, that the minister is standing and a lead singer, haven't seen the minister now, started another song, I will just send him to Oha for a retirement for a while. Because ministering of song in praise and worship is not demonstrating of skill. Of course, we do it skillfully because the book of Psalms commands us to do that. But it is preparing the altar so that the word of God can breathe into the people. And they must have this heart that when they sing, sinners will be saved, God will heal, and God will deliver. So that the singing ministry is, is working conjointly with the preaching ministry. And you also, who is a preacher, must recognize that in view of this, you must be very, very spiritual. Sometimes you 
the, the message that you have will be the songs that they will choose without you telling them. It happens all the time in church because the Spirit is one. But some other times they may sing some other song and the last song they are singing changes your message. Because that last song they are singing is saying some things different from what they want to preach, but it, it has pulled down so much unction of God. A preacher wants to ride in the unction of the Spirit every time you preach. If you look at this with what I taught you before, that your service must address a purpose and the need of the people. Same thing is your preaching. That should not be more than 45 minutes preaching. You target to finish preaching in 45 minutes. And then if you have to minister to sick and all stuff like that, another 15 minutes maximum so that one hour you are finished. If you look at the preaching time, if you finish all this within 45 minutes or one hour, you will have spent one hour, 20 minutes to the time of the end of ministration and preaching. Then you have the, the people who welcome your visitors. Do, you must make sure you have announcement sheets. Purpose of it is to give people so that you don't have to spend 15 minutes telling them something that, you know, that's a waste of time. And those of you who go to do announcement, don't get to the place and start joking and chatting because you must be time conscious. You don't have more than five minutes to, to speak. It is not another opportunity to, to, to flex muscles of um, your, um, your excellence of speech or exuberance. So announcements must not be more than 10 minutes at maximum. It should be five minutes. Because you can tell them for all the announcements, look at your announcement sheet and then just accidental announcement is what you say. Things that came in just that day and, or any emphasis of the week that look, Remember Wednesday, we are here for Bible studies, or Friday, this is happening, or this week, overcomers is happening, or this week, victory that is happening, because some people, unless you say it, they don't read it. So, understand then that, that announcement should be very brief, and welcoming the, the new people, very, very brief and straightforward. Then, offering, in CFT, we do not spend time. Teaching on giving. But you have about 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes. And whenever you want to talk about giving, let me say this to you. Go to the scripture, read the scripture, communicate the scripture. Five minutes you should finish that. The Bible says, give, it shall be given unto you, full measure, presence, shaking the measure, shall God, you know, shall men give you. And you can easily tell them, the Bible says, bring all your tithes and offering to my storehouse, Malachi chapter 3 from verse 9 and from verse 10. And if the Spirit guides you, you can read from verse 9. Will a man rob God yet? You rob me. And let people know that if you don't tithe, you rob God. Really tomorrow, I will print out, give you a printout of giving. That is scriptures to minister giving. Alright? So that you can have those scriptures in, in template and you can teach them. Some people believe that... Uh, um, uh, tithe is Old Testament and I've shown you in the book of Matthew when Jesus said you must give tithe I'll give you all those uh, scriptures so that people have the understanding that it is given, it is time to give their tithe and offering really let me say this, it would be a good custom to call those who tithe to stand up and bless their tithe I read it in the book of Deuteronomy I, be, I intend to start doing it from this Sunday alright if you brought your tithe, you hold your tithe in your hand, we pray for you. you, you they collect the tithe, then they do general offering. The Bible commands that. 
Tomorrow I will take you through all that. God's giving us the time. Now, so by welcome and closing, if what I have right before me here, you are talking about one hour, about one hour, 30 minutes. So within one hour, 30 minutes and two hours, you finished. They will get it now. It will, it will let your own bone rest. Your muscle will not break down. It is not good that you come to be a pastor and you preach, you do the service at home in the church. You get home, you can't even kiss your wife because you are so tired that your mouth is... Where you hit yourself, you sleep till the following day. So we must not exhaust ourselves. We must enjoy our work. I will get there now. Now, Meeting visitors. You know, when we have visitors in church, we always have asked that the visitors should come to a particular room so that we will provide for them, you know, some snacks, and we will introduce our church to them. We want to know from those visitors, how did you come about, you know, this church? You will take statistics of those who came by friends, invitation, those who came by television, if you are doing radio, those who came by the radio, whatever means. And when you look at the spectrum of what brought people, in six months, you can tell the most effective communicator in all your methods. Then what you want to do is that you want to now invest yourself more into that method because that is the method that has worked in your area. This will help in church growth without effort. But when you have visitors go somewhere to, 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 to chat, who do they want to meet? The resident pastor. You go there. For you to allow anyone to speak on your behalf, that person must have been a minister or a, a person who is very, very matured. Because each time I went to those who are doing this program and who come as visitors, I'm always amazed. Because I sit down and hear their testimony is encouraging to me and is mind-blowing how God brought them. You can learn from it. And you can also appreciate what God has placed inside your body. And also, people feel very much welcomed when the resident pastor is receiving them to his house, which is the household of God. So make sure you don't hand that over. It's not Usher's job. It is your own job. And um, I say you should lead yourself or the leaders. And you must bring all the departmental leaders when you are doing that. So that normally in CFT, when I, I speak, or the one I have appointed now, I will say that um, uh, we have choir department, this is the head of choir, if you like, if you are interested, this is the head of ushers, this is the head of this, this is the head of that. So that when those people finish, they can decide to join any group. And we've seen some members who came for the first time, they joined groups. And they could tell them, oh, I, my son plays keyboard. Oh, my son does this. Oh, I do this. So that they just feel at home. The minister must be very careful regards those who mount the pulpit on Sundays. I've told you that. They must be the best well-trained Able to. It is possible for you to have an elder 
but he is not a teacher. Because the Bible talks about teaching elders. Okay? Of course, in that Timothy, you know, it says that an elder should be able to teach. He didn't say must be. Because there are elders who are not able. Alright? There are elders who could teach home group. But you put them in the pulpit, everything that they prepare for someone will disappear in their mind. Because that is not the area of their grace. Alright? And you can have a member, not ordained as a deacon, not ordained as a pastor, not ordained as anything, but he can preach better than a pastor. He used them. He used them. And so, you must make sure that your Sunday service is the best. But in the weekdays, you can use other people to train them. 15 minutes, talk to 10 minutes, exalt us for these minutes. And you, when you tell them to exalt you, you, you know what I did before I left? I just came to service and I called some people right there. I first called a child of uh, 13, I think that boy is. Come and tell me what he taught you in, in Bible school. And the boy came with his sermon notes to the front of the, on his Sunday service. When that boy was speaking, everybody was learning. He summarized three chapters of Jonah within ten minutes. And he spoke about the fourth chapter. And accurate and not nonsense. The cogent points. What he learned. He was writing it down. He is one of the boys my eyes upon because there is a great calling upon his life. You get it now. Then I called the adults. And I'll be doing many more of that. So, but then, people that you know that they are good communicators, they are mature, they know, have knowledge of the word, and they communicate the word accurately, then you can bring them on Sundays. Are we together now? You must look forward to a day that you don't need to preach every Sunday. It should be your great ambition. The people you have trained with, minister, you'll be there. And when they finish, you come and pray for the people. Then it means that if God is saying that, look, start a church in Dartford, you have somebody you can put over Dartford. Proven. Never send anybody out that has not been fully proven in-house. Because Acts chapter 13 tells you that in the church of Antioch we are teachers and prophets. And they are known in the church as teachers by the ministry. They are known as prophets by the gifts. Not just by ordination. Are we together now? Don't be afraid for anybody that says he wants to leave you. They can go. Shouldn't move you. If anybody comes to me and says the apostle God told me to leave, if he goes away and comes back and says that uh, I will leave in three months, I tell him that you already left. Yes, I won't let him back on any role. It happened one of the decades many years ago. He came to me and said that, uh, Daddy, I want to see you. I said, Okay, we start. He said, uh, talk, talk, thank you for how you have blessed me, how you have raised me, how you have done that. When people are saying that to you, when you are alone, understand that they want to give you a bomb share. Man, thank you for all what you have done, all you are there. I was looking at him and I said, hey, after thanking Minko, what next? Yeah, he said, uh, yeah, the Lord has administered to us to move on. Oh, I said, you are very, very welcome. If you had God, it's you. And I approve of that. I agree with you. Kneel down, let me pray for you. Now you said that I want you, I, you, I want us, I want you to release us. I said, you are now going beyond boundary. When you came, did I receive you? I didn't receive you when you came. 
I didn't take you to the church and say that we receive this person to the fellowship in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So if you are going, as you came to me, you just go to church, you came to me, and I received you in my office. So if you are going, I don't have to, to, to send you off from the pulpit. No, there's no way in the Bible that that is done. I lay hands on you there and bless you. He said, by the way, after I prayed for him, he said, by the way, uh, you know, we, we want to wait for three months. I said, no. As you are leaving me, don't come back next Sunday. Because when God told Abraham to leave, and he did not, he went with his father, and he, 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 he got to a point and stopped. The father had to die. I don't want to die. Just go. <laughs> I said, just go. But know that I'm here. Anytime you need me, you can come. I'm your father. And I called the rest of the leaders and told them that, well, this person has come to me. This is the position I've sent him off. Don't let anybody feel that he's indispensable. Understand this. For every mortal man that God has sent, he's never the best for that office. God has several options. But who can you celebrate out? The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, in the church of Antioch were teachers and prophets. The Holy Spirit will speak to you about that person. Alright? That person will not even have it in contemplation. And the grace of the person will be very evident towards such. Okay? And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you wait for him to hear. So that you don't send him out before his time. And when that person hears, then you can bring a person like that, send him out, and then empower him and fortify him. Also, somebody that you post from the parish to go and oversee another parish is your liability. You don't send somebody out empty and then and say that, go and live by faith. No, it's only the founder that lives by faith. Those he sent don't live by faith. Never so in the Bible. Jesus lived by faith, but Peter I mean, Peter, James, John, and the rest of them, they, Peter, Jesus provided for them. I would get them now. That's why you don't go and stand branches when you cannot fund those branches. At least for them to start. In CFT, we have a policy that any branch will sponsor you six months, and that's it. Okay, but it never happened. It never happened. Have you, have you, have you seen a father who... Just train the students that when they graduate and they now start working and now they now um, have their own house. They never come back home to carry your gari and carry your grand rice and, and carry, you know, anything you have at home. They will come. They have their own house. They will soon come and, uh, Daddy, you are, this shirt you have not been wearing it and they take it away. That is the position. And if you tell them that, I told my father when I opened his wardrobe, I saw so many clothes they gave him. He will not sew it. He will not use it. I said, you this old man, what are you doing with this stuff? I said, daddy, look at, you have in your, in your, in your wardrobe, brand new, you know, laces and all stuff like that. And I don't have this, this stuff. I took one. He said, will you leave it there? Did I give you? I said, who wants it really, by the way? He said, mine. I said, is that yours? I said, I will inherit you. He said, when I die. I said, no, when you are alive. <laughs> now my dad, we are now dragging this stuff. He said, I love it. I said, you didn't like it. because This one has been here for one year. I measured it the time. One year, you don't use it. <laughs> I said, just get away with it. Take it and go. 
He said, I know you don't like native. I said, this one I would like. It is my father's clothes I will wear. You know, same thing is church. And if you visited your son and your son is trying to buy a house and is struggling and you have the money, what will you do? You will tell him that, why are you struggling? Why need you tell me? What's my with you? Okay, tomorrow I send the money. That is the way church should be. That is the way church should be. The sons will flow to their father and bless their father from their labor. The father will stand to make sure they are not put to shame. When it comes to expenses and all stuff like that, you don't kill you don't kill the fish that brings money. Money is in the mouth of the fish. So, understand this procedure. Now, I wrote here, the minister must be very careful regarding those amount, those amount is focused on Sunday. Really, before appointing any for Sunday pulpit ministry, I would recommend that such people should be used in various capacities and this should be recorded or observed, sent to and approved by, uh, you know, sent and approved by the headquarters church. Now, note, such people must be matured believers with sound knowledge of the word of God, a regular attender in the local church, especially of the midweek services. People who don't have, have, attend midweek services, you cannot use them because if you send them to go and pastor a church for you, they will destroy the church. Good communicator, confident, and with good self-esteem. He must belong to a department involved in evangelism and must be member, a member of the JTA, which is the Evangelism Intercessors Group. Because, you see, when you say somebody is going to be a pastor, he has to do all what you are doing. If he's not doing it uh, actively now, how can he do it if you send him out? Somebody you don't see regularly, give him. He won't conduct those services because he doesn't see the importance of it. If you cannot do it when he's not the one in charge. Then when you not give him a burden, give him a task, he has much to, to do. You will have a, a, a very weak church through that person. And you can't help him. You can't help him. People that you call my bridge, they are going to work. You call me doing service, you are looking at another. Our members are coming every meeting. How can you measure such person with the member? So the reason that member is the one that will be the pastor in the future. Some pastors have come to Wasimi. We call it Wasimi. They have come to bus terminus. We have anointed, I ordained them, but that is how they remain. Just Pastor Alfred, yeah, Pastor Alfred, yeah. One year, two years, 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years old, and then heavenly years old. Pastor Alfred did nothing. You know, the church of God is not eating and drinking. So understand this. You must be regular, attender, communicator, good communicator, confident and all stuff. Anyone called by God to ministry will have a heart for the perishing. And this is demonstrated by intercession and practical Evangelism. Appointing people to reflection, that is, just come and share some for five minutes, what did God teach you this week? Just discuss something with us. It's what I call reflection. Five, ten minutes before meetings or fifteen minutes. They share reflection, they share the word of God for ten minutes or for fifteen minutes before the preaching of the day should be should be done on 
Friday meetings. Because Friday meeting is intercessor, it is a training ground. Midweek service is Bible study, you are teaching the Bible. Or night vigil is your training ground. You have a long time to, to, to operate. Now, Wednesday should be Bible study or midweek, because it, it may not be Wednesday with, with uh, some of you in your midweek, where the Bible is studied chapter by chapter, unless another curriculum is sent by the headquarters. All of you should know this now. When you go back, if you are not doing that, your midweek service should change to our Bible school, where you read Bible chapter by chapter. I think what I would do is that I will send you the email every, every month, the book that God is, is, is inspiring me to teach in the headquarters, so that all of you all over the world, we are looking at the same book. And you all can go into the internet, the social media, you will download all what mommy have been teaching them live. Some of you watch them live, like Ireland and Birmingham, stuff like that, you know, because they have facilities for that. But the, other, the rest of you can go so that you understand how this is done. It's not story. It is, they will read chapter 1, chapter 2, or chapter 1 and chapter 2, or it's chapter 1 you are dealing with. You will have read it, and you will be able to tell accurate story of that chapter and what is the significance of every verse. That is the pastor's job. If anybody needs any assistance in that, you can always contact mommy. She will give you all information about how to go about this. And when we get there, normally she always allows people to discuss what was said last week or discuss a summary of their understanding from this very chapter they want to discuss. Then before she now goes to teach them, verse 1, did you notice this? This is what the Bible says. This is how it applies to the church practically. Verse 2, verse 3, verse 4. And she goes through it. And then she gives them tests. And people will do the exam. I think what we'll do for you is that the books that we have done in the headquarters, we will give those books to you to do, and we will send you the test of those books, and you can conduct it among your members. You know what happened is this. When people know the Bible, they behave well. You won't tell them how to behave. They will change without you shouting your throat out. They will support the work. Because you have seen it in the Bible, people did that, the result of it. You have a healthy church. You have people who know they are right from their left. Not people who, they said that one gymnastic has just opened shop there. All of them run there. Another one is shouting, busa, busa. they all run there. This one is giving them Ribena and the, and the kerosene. It's, it's the bite, they run there. <laughs> That's what they are doing in church of God today. <laughs> Somebody said, the blood of Jesus. They are selling the blood of Jesus in that place. All of them are running for the blood of Jesus. They are selling it. And what is the blood of Jesus? Holy boy with Ribena. And the guy is making millions. In Pound Stalin, and his brother in Nigeria is also making Naira. Let's carry on, Joe. So there are four. The minister should use the midweek service to train people. Now, the pulpit, remember, the pulpit is for the resident pastor. All other ministers and associates, including the spouses, of the resident pastor, and except she's appointed by the headquarters and ordained pastors and, you know, their spouses and headquarters, she'll recognize that. Unless somebody you appoint to go there. 
Alright. Then prayer over offering. This is your holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed. Anybody who loves holiness will do that. Because how many times have I said holy? Let me say it again. This is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. How many holy did I say? Six. <laughs> okay, I need to give. This is your holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy. There's five. You know, you know how I came about this prayer? Because I didn't pray at the beginning of CFT Church. One day, the Lord told me, what, when they held the offering, the Lord said to me, what are they carrying? I said offering. He said, no, this is their sacrifice before me. And it is holy. I said, oh. And I just read about the prayer of Solomon. That when Solomon prayed, the fire of God came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice before the people. And instantly, the word came to my spirit. This is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Alright? Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. And I don't pray it like recitation. I see it as I pray it. It happens. Whether physically one day when I'm praying it, you will see fire break to the heaven, I don't know. But it could happen. So when you pray that prayer, don't rush it. If you haven't learned it, pray your own prayer. But when you pray that prayer, don't manipulate it and pray it anyhow. Regurgitate it because it came by divine inspiration. I will get it now. Ministers induction, we will not be able to cover that because I think I have spoken for more than 30 minutes. And we should go to eat at 1.30, isn't it? Yes? You know what? I will let you go and eat at 1.30 and when we come back from our eating, we will finish this ministerial induction. Yes? I can't hear you. Yeah, 142 is more than 130. <laughs> have I missed my mathematics? Doctor, have I missed my mathematics? I said it's 130. The service is 142. I said, is it not more than 130? All right, then, well, let me turn to those people who are watching me on television. Well, can you see how funny pastors are? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this class. May the Lord continuously bless you. Church, see you after lunch. Now, off air, can I just say that when we come back,